Start it. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team. Good morning, everyone. This is Ashley here with Peeling Back the Truth with my co-host Katie. Hello, Katie. How are you? Hi, Ashley. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? I feel like I'm a little off. I'm okay. I feel, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Whatever. I'm oh. over it. In the When we first started, I was like, my lighting's not right. Now I'm just, it is what it is. People just want to hear us talk apparently. At least so. you're in the same place every week. I just shuffle around my house. I mean, I try I, to find a better place than the last week. I, um, I probably need to find a better place. Remember when I was in my laundry room and it looked like a, like a, um, a house for like, what did you call it? A gnome house? Gnomes. Like my, the, the my laundry works. room uh, ceiling is like, you know, angled or whatever. And I was sitting in the one side and Ashley was like, oh, where? Like, it looked like I was in the- Snow White. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. There you yeah, go. So that one didn't work out. Well, if I went in my laundry room, um, you'd see clothes and dog food containers. So, you know, yours is probably way more special than mine. Well, I'm, I'm trying here. All right, let's get excited because today is episode 10. Woohoo! That's pretty awesome. We're very excited. Um, as we spoke last time on our podcast, we are going to, at the end of our podcast today, talk about a couple giveaways that we're going to do and how to get in line for that. So stay tuned for the end. We have a very special guest today. Um, she is on camera right now, but we will introduce her in a little bit, but she's just over there smiling away. So um, her name's Madison. Yes, it's Madison. And I will give her a formal introduction in a little bit. But feel um, free to chime in, Madison. She's fully qualified to. Um, and let's see what else. Katie, why don't we start today talking about how the med spa industry has blown up exponentially? Yes, I think that's a great topic. I think that it's really just crazy how med spas in some way or another, maybe it's not a full-blown med spa doing mm -hmm. all the services, but you know, we have eye doctors, gynecologists, you know, pur purchasing medical laser devices for cosmetic reasons. Um, you know, dentists, um, people who are just in the beauty industry period, maybe more like they were a, um, a spa mm -hmm. and now they're turning into a medical spa. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing a transition all over and it's a great thing. And it's a really amazing opportunity for the people in our industry for as far as employment goes, but there are some downsides to how rapidly it's expanding and the lack of seriousness taken in the industry about these procedures that we're performing because they're medical. It's called medical aesthetics because it's a medical procedure. Um, we are using devices to do these procedures, not just lasers, multiple types of devices that are that can be, if not properly trained, dangerous. And yeah. people, for some reason, don't seem to think that that is um, true. And I think the laws and the restrictions have a lot to do with that. I agree. And I also think that in this industry, people aren't giving, giving it enough credit for 
I mean, Katie, you and I talk about this all the time. The education aspect of this is insane to me that there are corporations, um, franchise around the country that are just hiring, you know, brand new, very, very green people, um, which is fine. Everybody needs to start somewhere, but with the proper education. And I think that um, this industry, like you said, has just exploded and I don't necessarily know if it's all entirely being done properly. I think that having that education background and you and I obviously fight for our educating and all of that and making sure that people are being safe with things. Um, I mean, you and I just talked the other day about one of our Aerolace devices and, and how, you know, if proper people don't take proper care and proper protocols, they can do some damage. Um, especially with lasers, chemical peels. I mean, a medical grade facial typically has a chemical peel in it. And if you're not safe about it, or if you're not educated enough, you can do damage. I just watched an episode um, the other day on, you know, the doctors about Althera and all the side effects with that. And um, that's basically because people are not educated enough. It's not necessarily the machine. It's the education that's being um, given and then it's performed improperly. I think it's pretty crazy. Um, I was doing some research a little bit and between 2018 and 2025, um, the medical spa industry is going to grow by 18.6%, if not more. And I think that that's a pretty huge um, jump in percentage around the country, just because Katie, I mean, you and I could sit here all day and talk about how we started like we did last time, but if we really think about it, you know, we've both been in this almost 16 years, how much it's grown since then, how much laser companies have grown, um, cosmeceutical, pharmaceutical, like all these companies have grown and exploded all over the country. Obviously, you and I have talked in the past how, you know, celebrities endorse a lot of this stuff. So then mm -hmm. it's a lot of hype. celebrities and just social media in general mm -hmm. endorses a lot of things that are false. Mm -hmm. and people see it they mm -hmm. want it they then they go places wherever they can to get it and sometimes the place that they choose is not you know properly trained or educated on the product or the device and it just trickles down um so i always say all these devices that are out there all of them whether they're the best the worst or whatever they all work to some degree okay they weren't developed to not work okay oh. they've been tested and you know they all have some effect somewhere if used properly okay correct so a lot of times i'll hear a lot of people say oh this doesn't work or that doesn't work or i don't get results from this i don't get results from that and the bottom line is if that's happening there's something wrong in your mm -hmm. protocol of treatment is what it comes down to because if you treat properly and you know the skin well enough that you're able to treat properly, okay? So you can't just know how to work something. Just being able to turn something on and operate it doesn't give you the ability to, to use it effectively, you know, with the results. So I could teach my 14-year-old daughter to use a device, but that doesn't matter because if you don't know both sides of it, if you don't understand what you're treating and what you're treating with, and how to use and how both of them operate, then you cannot do treatment. You can't treat a person you don't have a background on and understand where they're coming from, what's going on with their skin, you know, everything going on with them. And then the device or whatever you're doing 
not understanding that 100%. You need to know both 100% before you can bring them together and get a result. And that it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> and also, you just brought something up that kind of triggered me to a situation that I dealt with a couple of weeks ago. You know, people, when they're trained to do something, they think that's all they need to do. And I'm talking more so in the laser industry. I mean, probably also facial chemical peels, all of that too. But somebody asked me the other day, you know, this doctor's not getting X, Y, and Z results. And I went back with a list of questions and they're like, oh, well, I didn't ask the physician that. And then they asked the physician that and the physician said, no, I didn't ask any of those questions. And we're talking like Fitzpatrick, it was for hair removal. Fitzpatrick, have you had PCOS in the past? Is it dark, thick, and coarse? Are you, um, you know, doing any like infertility? Have you had an autoimmune disease in the past? Like all these questions, you know, we don't want to just grill people with questions when they come in, but these are the questions that have to happen. It has and, to happen. And it, it, you, it's not an option. And I'm telling, and any med spa owner out there listening or any um, skin consultant, esthetician, laser tech, whatever it is, you need to ask the proper questions so you get the proper results. Because you can't treat a client without that. It's not possible because I can tell you this, a lot of people will come to me after, after something happened, right. okay? And I always say, come to me first. If right. there's an ounce of doubt in your mind when you're treating, come to me first. Because after I can't, all I can do is troubleshoot at that point. I can't really help you. Um, if it's a, if, if a lot of damage was created, you know, and as soon as someone comes to me after and they send me a picture or tell me a scenario, I say, it's because of this, mm -hmm. I know what happened mm -hmm. before it even, you know, I can see what happened. I can tell them what, and I'll say, did you do this? The answer is always no, no, I didn't. Well, that's why this happened. Also people need to understand medical spas, medical. So when you go to the doctor, when you go to the dentist, when you go to the ophthalmologist, do they just sit you on a table and they're like, oh, we're going to do this in this way? Never. They ask you questions. I mean, full, you know, if you a go to a great papers you're filling out, you know what I mean? Questions asked, you know, a million things to sign. Mm -hmm. And it seems unnecessary or maybe repetitive in some situations, but it's what saves that, that situation that's going to go bad. It's, it's a liability. liability. It's a liability. And it, it, it's if you go somewhere to get a treatment like this and that doesn't happen, I would leave. Yeah. You know, here's a perfect thing that happens all the time in this industry. People think that skin typing someone is completely what they look like. And if you're doing someone's makeup, I can skin type them one through six. I can say, Ashley, go grab me a foundation for a skin type three. You can bring me a couple back that would work on a skin type three, right? But that same person, say we're treating with a laser, that skin type three is presenting as, you know, fair skinned as myself or Madison or you, and you find out that their ethnicity brings them back to maybe they have a grandparent who's Hispanic or African-American. But by looking at them, you, you couldn't tell that. But if you were in their chart and you read ethnicity, you would see it. And then you would treat accordingly because the potential of that person hyperpigmenting is so much greater mm -hmm. than somebody who doesn't have that descent. So, you know, that has to, that's a huge part of, of using laser devices and not, you know, doing your due diligence. Absolutely. And, and for anybody that's seeing us right now and looking at us with that, people always think, especially in winter months, I am very fair. I can tan very well. 
of course, with sunscreen safely. But by looking at me, Katie, you would think that I was just like a two or a three. Mm-hmm. I'm actually American Indian and Italian. So, so you're like a I'm five, a four. six. I'm like, I mean, you could even, I would probably, yeah, go to a five because I always go up in precaution and then gradually through the protocol, adjust it. But to starting out responding. first right. visit, I just go in as gentle as I can see what happens. Like I always say that first visit, it's like, that's where you learn everything. You, you figure it all out. And then from there, you can change your aggressiveness or less aggressive. But if you go in on the lighter side of everything, you, you don't risk anything dangerous of happening. You never jump out the gate and get aggressive. It should never be the case ever. I don't care if the person told me they had 25 chemical peels in their life. I don't care. When you come to me, it's the first time you were ever treated as far as I'm concerned, because I'm not taking anybody's word for it. I always... I always with training, and I don't know if you do the same thing, Katie, but always with training, we always have a paper trail on your EMR system written, if that's what you're still doing, whatever. Of course. Never look. I don't ever look at what they did before, whether it's with another technician or myself. I look at what they're presenting that day because they could be presenting something completely different from three to four weeks prior. Absolutely. And I do a similar, I, I don't do it exactly like that. I do look at what I did prior and I decide depending on what they're like today. So if they come and say to me, I don't see much change and I don't see much change. They didn't have any issues with the treatment. No, no, you know, extra redness or anything, but nothing bad happened. They were totally fine. Mm-hmm. That then I might say, I'm going to get a little more aggressive. But if they come back and say that was really hard and I, my skin was burning for three days and I would definitely that, look them. Yeah. Then I'm going to go down from where I was last time. Like that's where that's my gauge. I use it as a gauge, but I really get my answer from the client. You know what I mean? Point. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, some people don't understand the concept of clinical endpoint. Mm-hmm. You have to see what the skin is presenting. And that's with everything. That's with peels. That's with facials. That's with microderms. That's with skin pens. That's with lasers. It's with all of it. So I think it's interesting how people are kind of turning to that alternative than surgery, which I myself, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Katie, Sometimes you just got to be honest and and tell people like you could do this and this and this, but really you probably need to see a plastic surgeon. And that's just people being honest and they should be honest. Yeah. And it really, it depends what their objective is. You know, if, if someone's in their, let's say 60s, 70s, and they come to us and they've never really done anything prior Mm -hmm. and their issue is like sagging, um, what a creping skin for you to get them to where they probably want to be it's almost, it's literally impossible, but if they want to get to where they were 30 or 20, then plastic surgery is the answer. But if they just want to look better than they do right now, if I can always get you in a better spot than you are today, right? I might not be able to get you to this youthful look you want, but I can definitely give you better quality of skin with treatment. I mean, that's just absolute. And I feel like as med spa owners, um, management, all of that, know a good plastics in your area or something that you can refer to. to recommend. Mm-hmm. 
and try to seek out that plastic surgeon to have like a relationship with them. So they understand the full capacity of your skin. You could go do, you know, a lift in your lower, like a lower facelift, but if you're not maintaining that after your lower facelift and not having good skin health with maintenance and good skin products, you're throwing your money out the window. So mm -hmm. educating yourself on good you know, plastics, good derms, if it's not a derm office that you're working in, just so you have that relationship because everyone in this industry truly should be working together. And you and I always say it, there's enough people in this world where people shouldn't be catty and, and not share tips and tricks because- Absolutely. It's the way it's the industry karma. grows properly. Mm -hmm. And just basic um, skincare, just basic home skincare right. um, incorporated with a few medical treatments in, in, in the spa chemical peels, lasers, whatever it might be. The, the amount of, I had a woman yesterday texting me a picture of herself. She's probably like in her fifties. I'm not sure of her age exactly, but maybe early fifties, I would think. And she is like, look at me. Okay. And her skin looked beautiful. And when she came to me, she was obviously an attractive woman, but her skin was definitely dehydrated. It was mm -hmm. just lacking luster. And now she's literally glowing. And this is like, she's been working with me for about a year now, but it's amazing. It's, it's crazy how the different. little things can do the little. Lot. And I said to her, isn't it unbelievable by just listening to these like small changes in your life, what your skin, how much your skin has changed. It's, 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 it's not such a commitment. You can do little things and get big results Absolutely. if you do them properly. And like we always say, 80% is home care. People want to come and they have these expectations that we're going to have miracle work over an hour, which, yeah, we can help, but 20% is in clinical, 80% is at home. And that's why you and I, Katie, are so adamant about educating people and telling them the right things. So mm -hmm. I'm anxious to see what the industry holds for us till the year yes. 2025. I feel the way that it's booming now, it might even grow over 18.6%. So it will be interesting, but I really hope in the future with that there is a lot of education going on I hope and, so. and proper um, education. And, and you said something earlier that kind of um, made me think, Katie, you know, we say like, if you're actually trained properly and um, you know, the education's there, that the results will be there. I do have to say though, there are some companies where they, you know, the technology isn't there. Like do your research when you're oh, no, purchasing I devices agree. and there machines. Are, there there's definitely a, a lower to higher grade of technology. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that if you use anything properly, you're going to, something has to work to some degree. You know, the majority of the time when people say something's not working or these peels are not good, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or it's usually because something they're doing, not all the time, but a lot of the time it is within the technician more Absolutely. so than the product or the device, you know? Um, before we introduce Madison formally, I have to tell you a story that you're going to crack up at Katie. I last week got a message from my girlfriend and she has a friend that, you know, dabbles into the aesthetic industry and she knows a lot because she reads a lot. She ordered, this made me think of your mom. She has ordered a micro needling device. So did my mom. I told you that. Yeah. This is why mm -hmm. it, it makes me yeah. think your mom, but my she, mom. She of all not, people. She not only ordered a microneedling device, but this microneedling device was forwarded to me and it could go up to um, 5.0 in depth. 
And oh, I know that's a lot of people, great. And I know that's a lot of really people good. out there don't know what that means, but it's really deep. But, but um, a medical esthetician <laughs> only goes to 2.5. So exactly. if that gives you any inkling of what Ashley is talking about. <laughs> so not only that, there was no disposable cartridges. Cool. The, so we needling. just cleaned it up in a little alcohol and we're good to go. And dulling those needles down. But then the best part, the best part of it all is she made her own PRP and rubbed it all over her face. And she thinks, Great. Her, she thinks her PRP is just making herself bleed and rub it all over your face. Oh, because I those can. are the pictures. Those are the pictures she sees on Instagram. So of course it's going to work. But so, the biggest, yeah, the that's biggest craziness. Kicker, the biggest kicker is the woman is very adamant about getting every quarter to six months, a lot of filler in her face. So. <laughs> and I she's just, microneedling herself. <laughs> and I just told my friend, I mean, she's really, really, this woman was like so excited. She's like, I've done the research. I've done that. Like I'm cutting the corners because I feel like the aesthetic industry is undercutting the public, meaning the patients and just wanting to take their money. Yeah. Well, that's and, not true. And just an FYI for everyone out there. Okay. Because this is a huge misconception because people call PRP the vampire facial. I'm going to tell you right now, if you ever go somewhere to get PRP and a doctor puts red blood on your face, go in the bathroom, rinse off and head out because that is not the treatment. Okay. The treatment is separating the red blood cells from the plasma rich platelets. That's what PRP stands for and putting the plasma on the skin. It has nothing to do with the red blood cells. You shouldn't even see them except in your little tube at the bottom and they're gonna be thrown out. <laughs> and liquid gold will be at the top and you have to have a centrifuge system to spin that. Yes, if it doesn't happen. That is, it's a large machine that, that spins a it. Machine mm -hmm. That spins it. And I can guarantee that um, these off market things being sold, probably don't come with a centrifuge. If they Absolutely do, not. If they do, you're paying thousands of dollars. There yes. is reasons why people turn to alternative measures with physicians doing surgeries and medical estheticians doing treatments. Are there things out there that you can maintain with at home? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Microneedling probably without cartridges wouldn't be my first recommendation. No. But we've heard crazier, Katie. On one of our podcasts before, we talked about how somebody ordered PEO threads online and oh. put them in their face and went blind for two days, but like the results after, so they ordered more. So that hurts just, me. That please, hurts me. Inside. My eyes sting from it, actually. So like I there's just, things you can do at home. Like you said, there's like daily little peel wipes that you could buy at your local medical spa after you see an esthetician or, who right. says, here, do this Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. That is a little more aggressive than just a wash. But outside of things like that, just leave it to leave it yeah, to the professional. For sure. Well, I want to get into it. Um, I want to make sure Madison is, she's having, um, let me see, I think. She's having a technical difficulty, which Katie and I know a lot about. Let me see. Oh, she's good now. Okay. So everybody, <laughs> I, I, want, <laughs> I want to formally introduce Madison Earl. Um, Madison Earl is, I just don't have enough words to say. Uh, I mean, we'd be here all day. She is my executive director at Skin Boss Med Spot. And I brought Madison on today because um she has only been in this industry a couple of years. And with that being said, she has grown leaps and bounds. And 
Um, I just, I want to tell her, I want her to tell her story a little bit about how she got into this and why she loves it so much. And then Katie and I would love to ask her a question. So please, everyone, welcome Madison Earl, my executive director at Skin Boss Med Spa. Madison, thank welcome. you so much for being on. Hi, thank you for having me. So um, excited so, to be here. <laughs> so if you don't mind, Madison, can you tell us from years ago, like how you started like with school and how you grew into this position, please? Yeah. Um, so I have a degree in healthcare marketing. Um, I've always really had a passion for healthcare. Um, but I also really enjoy, um, like design marketing. And, uh, so this degree just aligned with those two things. Um, and so once I, once I graduated college, I was offered an internship position as a marketing intern at an urgent care. Um, and so I started as an intern there and grew into my position and they offered me a full-time position as the marketing coordinator uh, at the urgent care. So I was in charge of doing all of the marketing such as social media, events, uh, community outreach, anything like that. And so I want to interrupt, I want to interrupt really yeah. quick, Madison. It's not just a urgent care. It is eight urgent care. So yeah. everybody needs to know it's not just one, it's eight. So that's yeah. a pretty big job. So eight urgent cares. Thank you. We, I think there was six when I first started and we mm -hmm. grew to eight, um, a 24 seven facility and telemed, all of that. So, uh, fast forward to 2019. I, my, boss came to me and told me about how our owners were going to open a med spa. And I was like, Hmm, okay. That sounds interesting. And they wanted my help with all of the marketing. So it started out with even picking the name and creating the logo. So, um, we worked through a bunch of different names and I made all these different logos and we, that's where skin boss came from. So, uh, and then I put together, I was involved in putting together a marketing plan, um, the business plan just for how we wanted to do our marketing. And I was involved in all of the trainings. And that's when I really started to be like, wow, I am loving this. Um, that's where I think I met you. Yes, that's where we met. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, like I said, I was in all the trainings for all the services we offer because I was in there to get content for our marketing, take videos, photos, but you got um, interested. Yes. And as I sat in those, I was just learning so much. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, I absolutely love all this because I wasn't really familiar, honestly, with the industry before that I'd never been to a med spa. And it's quite an industry, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's There's so wild. many levels that yeah. it's just never stops. Like you have to be knowledgeable, not yeah. in one, one thing in yeah. so many things. Yeah. And, um, so, and like I said, then we opened the business and I was just spending more and more time at skin boss. Although I technically wasn't a part of the skin boss team yet. Um, I still had my full-time position at urgent care. So I was kind of juggling two jobs. Essentially. I was still the marketing coordinator for Lansing urgent care, but I was also, in control of all the marketing for skin boss um and spending, spending a lot of my time at skin boss um you know managing the website all the social media uh 
events, anything with marketing. So I, as I spent more time there, I, you know, I talked with our owners and I just let them know that it, Skin Boss was something I truly, truly enjoyed. And I felt like I was having a passion for that. And I could see myself being there more than yeah Mm -hmm. with this company full time and really like helping it to grow because it was a new business. And that was something I was like, I want to like dive in full force and help this company grow to the capacity that I know it can be. Um, And so, you know, a few months later, um, so that you did. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I did. And I was offered uh, the executive director position of Skin Boss. And at first I was like, wow, this is a really big responsibility. Um, and, but I was so excited and I knew it was going to be a challenge, but I love the challenges challenge. and it's, yeah, it's been amazing. So I'm so happy to be where I am now. <laughs> and you we, definitely do it well from what I you. can see. I don't work in the office, but you yeah. seem to be extremely organized with your abilities. She is. I, we, as a whole at Skin Boss, I don't think would survive on the daily without Madison. <laughs> um, just for a lot of reasons, Madison brings a certain, um, professionalism to the team and also she makes it fun because she's so interested and so passionate so she listens to all of our ideas and she kind of puts them together and I love that about her and I think that seeing her grow so much in this position is so awesome to see because I could tell Katie even when you were at our office she was absorbing everything like a sponge Mm -hmm. where all of us kind of went to our business owners and we're like we can't have her leave us. We need her. And they, um, put a lot of trust into Madison for a lot of great reasons, obviously. And I have to say with, with Madison's help on a lot of the marketing and the flow and overflow in business to only be open officially skin boss has only been open since August 3rd of 2020, correct Madison. Yep. yep. And with that being said, we have won awards since a year and a couple months ago, we've won awards for best of the best. We've um, been nominated for tons of other awards with lasers, with facials. And I think a lot of it has to do with what Madison um, does in, in helping us. And, you know, she schedules when we go on the news and she has these great ideas with our monthlies. And um, for everybody out there, our secret person that does all of mine and Katie's Instagram stuff, because, you know, Katie and I are old and we don't know. Sorry, Katie, I'm lumping you in with that with me. We don't know exactly the um, ethics behind Instagram. So. I don't even know how to post on Instagram, barely. I have to look for that little square with the plus in it. And I'm like, we'll oh, do, we it. can do a that's little it. training or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my kids will be like, why didn't you like my picture? I'm like, well, cause I don't know how to. <laughs> so Madison helps us and we love that. And, and right before we just started recording, we were talking to our producer, Sean as well. And we're like, it takes a village for us to do these things. So we appreciate um, Madison, Sean, yes. Samantha, we appreciate all of your support and believing in our podcast and believing in us. Um, so I'm just, I'm so happy that we are so gracious to have you, Madison, and I'm just so happy that you are with us. And just this kind of shows people in this industry, how you can start on one path mm-hmm. and then go to, grow into another. I mean, I'm sure Madison, when you graduated college and took that internship at, um, Lansing Urgent Cares that you didn't, you didn't think, know oh, you would end up Five years from now, where am I going to be running a med spot? No, you don't think those things, but 
just because people don't have aesthetic license, I guess, or you can be very knowledgeable, doing, right. Mm-hmm. Or they're actually not doing the services. There is a spot for you if it's in management or in the front of a house of a med spa. I think that's, I think, I think that that's it's, one of the most important pieces. Is the it front is. House. I yeah. mean, the person at the front is basically your person. Closer, and yeah. I think the more Closer. educated they are, even if they're not performing treatments, the better. I know Madison and I have had conversations about clinical things and you know, maybe she, she didn't a hundred percent, you know, know it, but she knows it. It's like, she gets mm-hmm. it because she listens and she, she tries to learn and she, you know, is start. And in time you will, like, it will all just yeah. evolve. Like, yes, you're good at your, what you do, but eventually you're probably going to get really under like a great understanding and really mm-hmm. be able to to the point where you're like, well, maybe I want to do that now. Maybe I want to yeah. treat, you know, you don't, you never know where it could take yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know I like what you said about the front desk because I've even in my role, I've even worked train in the front desk. Like even actually before I took my position I'm in now and just helping out at skin boss, like I learned the front desk. And I think that is the front desk very is important. So important. Part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you have to really know everything every you're working there because you're people are calling they have questions um you need to be able to answer those questions because it's you're not just te- making appointments yeah the technicians mm-hmm. are usually they're not available treatment. they're not mm-hmm. available so making sure that you are fully knowledgeable of what you're talking about and it's a really important I think it's the perfect job for someone just coming out of aesthetic school or laser school, or even if you're a nurse and you want to, because it's a great place to really understand what's going on, you know, and then transition into a lot of med spas will only hire people for the front desk before they are actually someone who does treatment because they want them to learn the actual you know, the ropes of everything. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you said that Madison, because I remember the last, AM, I mean, obviously, because we went through COVID, the last AM spa show I went to in Vegas was in 2020, and they had a specific class, which by the way, everybody join us, Katie and I are going to be at AM spa in 2022, January, so we can't wait for that, but um, in 2020, I went to a specific class designed specifically for the front staff, and they showed studies and statistics on how that is your opener, that is your closer. You want strong people in your front because they are the first person that these patients and clients are seeing and the last connection they have at your establishment. Mm -hmm. So knowing that is a huge thing, whether you're opening a med spa or have a current existing med spa, you need to have strong people up there and you need to have people that are going to take charge of what they're doing because everything they do from the beginning and the end matters completely. Obviously, we as clinicians, we matter too. But if if they want a great overall experience, it it's has a huge, to start it's a huge part, and end with the front. And and so, it's you know a huge part to t- talk to about business owners. But it's a huge thing for people trying to get in the industry. It's a great starting point. And I tell 100%. my students this all the time: mm-hmm. go get a job in a med spa. I don't care what you're doing there; just get a job there because mm-hmm. it's you're you're gonna just take it all in. You know, it's a, it's a very dynamic, you know, mix of things. <laughs> and you really have to have a little bit of your hand in all of it to be I good. Truly, and I truly um, respect people that go into facilities and say, Hey, I'm going to be out of med or aesthetic school 
soon. I would love to even do an internship. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because their internships can grow into something larger and, and people taking that initiative rather than having a chip on their shoulder be like, well, I want a job. I can't get a I job. Well, you don't deserve a job yet. You got to pay your dues. You gotta build. With every profession, you have to pay your dues. You don't get out of college to be a teacher. Like I was a teacher prior to being in aesthetics. I student taught then I student taught again in secondary schooling. Then I came out and substitute te- taught for a year, you know, or more. Then I was a long-term substitute for someone who was pregnant. Then I finally got my first position in a, in, in a you know, not the greatest spot, but it was a position and it grew to being in a better position. You know, all professions take time. You don't just walk Absolutely. out of school and turn into the lead esthetician at the greatest medical spa doesn't work like that. Like we talked about last time on our, our last session, Katie, like I did a two-year internship underneath the Durham's office. You started out in the, in, in the front of the plastic surgeon's office and built mm-hmm. and built and built. These things are things you need to have on your belt. As much as I want to tell people, go to six-month aesthetic school, get out, come over, and I'll give you a job. Yeah. Go be in charge of a whole division. I mean, yeah. we have been 16 years in the making, you and I both, and mm-hmm. it, it constantly. And like Madison just said, you know, she didn't even know this world really existed until she got into doing the marketing and helping us, which I say Madison wears the most hats because she has like 26 different jobs. So um, we appreciate her at Skin Boss so much. And I think that her diving right into it and, and getting all exposure, most Honestly, in, in, in a lot of aesthetics, most executive directors don't go in on all clinical trainings. Most executive directors don't go to events that they're not even needing to go to after hours and educate themselves. Madison is that person because yeah. she wants to know as much as she can so she can help her staff build. Because she as cares. Much as yeah, yeah. She cares I do. for herself, her staff, and you know the success of Skimball. So yeah, it's a big heart. And but we could talk about it. this again. Every time we're on the podcast, I forget we're on a podcast. I really think we're just hanging out in my kitchen ch- chatting. <laughs> and then I like look at the time and I'm like, what happened? So, okay, let's talk. I know we can go on and on, but Madison, we so appreciate you being on with us today. And thank you so much for always supporting us at Skin Boss. And, and you should be so like proud of yourself too, because you've oh. accomplished a lot in, in a short period of Two time. Years, yeah. I, um, you. let's talk and Madison can even chime in on this too. Mm. Let's talk about some truths and some myths, and then we'll get into our big giveaway stuff. All right. So, okay. Truths and myths, ladies. Who wants I have to go? a good one. Okay. And this is no punt intended to, you know, who I'm saying it to. Okay. <laughs> so oh if you are, I know I could be in trouble. <laughs> if you, I'm not going to call anyone specific out, but anyway, if you have an office that is a medical facility treating patients because you are qualified to do so, and you decide that you want to change that office from whatever its specialty is to a medical spa, because of your degree, you will be fully, fully ready to go when it comes to medical devices and the whole medical field. Is this true? Uh, no. No. <laughs> this is false. And I have to say, when physicians are involved in medical spas, like when we go train, Katie, it is so refreshing when the physician actually comes in, introduces and cares mm-hmm. and cares and wants to listen to what you have to say, because there are a lot of med spas out there that we train at and the physician does not feel they have a a chip on their shoulder. They know everything. You're just here to supply them with certificates. 
But I have to say, I would say more times than that, I have a, the physician really eager and wanting to understand the device, you know, for the most part or whatever I'm training on, you know, occasionally not, you know, I have, there can always be somebody who thinks that they, um, you know, already know, but that's okay. If that's what they choose, you know, because they're just really hurting them themselves. It's mm -hmm. not, they're not Absolutely. proving any point. I don't think more or less of you, uh, how much, you know, about lasers, you know, but I do respect anybody who wants to learn. Because and I, and I you agree know. with that. I, um, I'm trying to think, is it, I'm trying to think it's more truths than myths. Madison's back. I'm back. Having some, oh, I have another, another one, one Ashley. So okay. Whisper it to you. Um, no, you tell me, you tell us. Okay. Tell okay. Us. You should definitely purchase a microneedle pen online for sure. And use it at oh, home my God. and then bleed, <laughs> put blood on your face and say it's PRP and say it's PRP. That's mm -hmm. what that tonight we should do that. Um, what's another myth? Oh, it's by the way, myth. that was a myth. We're laughing, but yeah. we, that's not good. <laughs> another myth I have is you get your proper training and you hit the gate running and everything's going to be absolutely perfect by your four hour class that you were just taught and you never have to look at a book again and you're just ready to go. No, that's a myth. No, I always say I, the certificate and the license it's just like your past to be allowed to practice any, like to, to be allowed to practice learning. Like, it's not like, so it's, it's like a learner's your, permit. It's like a permit to like, go learn for exactly. a while. You know what I mean? That's all. I obviously clinically work in office and educate as well. And I'm in every single week and I physically probably put in at least one to two hours a week, if not more re-educating myself on stuff. Oh, me too. I, I had 100%. to think since I got in this profession, I told myself that every single night before I go to sleep, I'm going to Google something about the medical yeah. list. And I have, and I stick to it, even if I'm not home. And it's helped me. It just, it's taught me bad and good, you know? And I feel that in this industry, I am very fortunate because I love what I do. And I think it shows, and I think it shows for you, Katie. And I think it shows for you, Madison. And my advice to people out there that are just doing this as a job for a job, like, I would love to see somebody just have a passion for it because you it have is, to. it's hard. And I always say when I'm at work, I don't feel like I'm at work. Right. I feel, in, so unfortunate. I feel I so unfortunate for people that just do it as a job because mm -hmm. it's, like we talk about all the time, you run into somebody, Mike's like, oh my gosh, she's talking about skin. Brandon, my husband feels the same way. He's like, oh God, this is gonna be like an hour. Because I think I don't want to sometimes when people bring it up. And then next thing I know, I'm in this like 20 minute I'm in, conversation. I'm in, I'm in like a coma. And I don't even know what, what I'm talking about. And I know <laughs> Madison. I'm so into it, you know? And I know Madison feels the same way because like I've literally been with her in public before and the conversation starts and we're like, oh my gosh, we got yeah. to talk about this. Here we go. <laughs> hours, hours yeah. on right. end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, it is true that you need to continue to learn either on your own or being provided with educational material, whether it's a webinar. Since COVID, there are so many webinars. In fact, oh. Madison, I think this is an amazing staple. Madison in our clinic just made it mandatory that you as a clinician on the floor or staff have to watch at least one webinar a month. Have to. Absolutely. There's so yeah. many places to learn. So many places. So I think, do you have any truths or myths, Madison? Put me oh, on the spot. Put me oh on the come spot. on. Why'd you do this? Okay, you don't have to, you don't have to. think of them either when <laughs> I when like we 
it's like I could think of them all day, but then when I have to say it, I can't think of any of them. I have a truth, right? just just to break the ice. It is true that Ashley is probably never wearing her hair up again on camera because this is crazy, people. Oh my god! I gosh. mean, here we are. Stop. This is where we're at in life. So, um, I'm trying to. I mean, we got a lot of truths and myths. Should we just yeah. talk about the giveaway? Should we just go for it, Katie? Yeah. Sure. Okay. All right. Happy happy tenth session, Katie. Let's. Woo! let's Go out with a bang here. All right, everybody. As you know, we just launched, thank you, Madison, peeling back the truth on Instagram about two weeks ago, I would say. Yeah. All of our sessions are being put on Instagram. Again, thank you, Madison, for saving our lives. Um, so what we want to do is we have a couple different things we will be doing for our giveaway. We are, um, we need, we need some things in line. So everybody, everything I'm saying right now, we will post on our Instagram, but the way our giveaway is going to work you, um, as a person listening, a physician, a consultant, a tech, anything, um, or just even a customer listening, you want to follow us on Instagram on Peeling Back the Truth. You want to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we would love you to tell us what episode you like and why. And then lastly, we want to hear about your skincare concerns or what type of skin you have. Because and you can put that in the same comment as yeah. the what... Um... What all of all of them can yeah, be under can... one little comment. Mm -hmm. You can just bullet point it. And we are going to put this, our giveaway instructions on Instagram. So don't worry. You don't have to like memorize this right now. Yeah. Um, and then on our episode 11, we are going to announce two winners and we will be in contact with those winners to give them special baskets. So and we're really, really excited. Yes. And I think that, um, the most important part, the easiest part is the comment, but it is important. We, we do need to say, well, Madison will probably be monitoring this, but we do need to see that you like the Instagram page and that you subscribe to one of the, the Spotify, Spotify or Apple. Yeah. Pod. yeah. And it's all, it's all in the bio too. There's a link to link that links out to Spotify, Apple. Mm -hmm. But if you're a winner, you will, will you'll be happy you did it. Mm -hmm. I love giveaways. <laughs> We're really excited. So um, again, Madison, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you, Madison. Um, You're welcome. Everyone, we have... Um, we're gearing into a crazy fun season. I love Christmas. I'm me crazy. Oh, I have don't like even four Christmas trees. It's crazy. I have a but even if you don't celebrate Christmas, we're going into a busy holiday season in general. And we have some really special guests and episodes planned for a lot of our podcasts running through the new year. And then obviously we're working hard on our new year gig. And hopefully we get some video of Katie and I being podium speakers at AMSPA. Yes. So um, we are so happy and pleased that everybody loves our podcast. We had some mad love last week on our questions and answers, and that makes my heart happy. So I love doing this. I know Katie does, and we appreciate every single one of you that listen. And Hi. if you have a positive or ne negative experience, we just appreciate all of you. And if you have positive or negative feedback, let us know. And we can't wait to see um, everybody come through with all the giveaway Don't information. forget about the giveaway. And we will post it very soon. So if you win, you know it will be good. 
it will be amazing. I'm really excited for this. So Madison, thank you again so much for being on, um, on with us. We are honored to have you and we would love to bring you back sometime too. I was already thinking I would love to come back because I'm Anytime. thinking about more stuff I want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll it's, it's addicting, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely want to get into like some marketing stuff. I think yeah, we could be, that on would be another good podcast, episode, but nobody yeah, probably. would listen probably because they would be bored by that point. But we wouldn't. Think, I don't think people would be bored because people need this. And they do. I have to give a special shout out to really quick Caitlin Bray. Um, she has a med spot herself and she gave me um, a really great compliment on my Instagram yesterday and said that I was one of the best mentors she ever had. So thank you very much. And that makes Aww, me happy. That's oh, so that's awesome. Um, and, and it's awesome because we don't even live close to each other. We just always talk on the phone and she loves, loves our podcast and says she doesn't know what she'd do without us. And she reposts our podcast on her IG account. So I think it's awesome, but that's thank amazing. you everybody. And we will announce the winner on, or two winners on our next session. So thank you everybody for joining myself and Katie on Peeling Back the Truth and our special guest, Madison Earl. And we will see everybody soon. See you later. Bye. Bye.